Today's guest is a farmer, and not just any farmer, as you will soon see. Join us as we explore the importance of advocating for our nation's food supply. After all, it's what's for dinner. Participate, engage, speak out, use your voice to be an effective advocate. The Voices in Advocacy podcast examines the diverse landscape of advocacy, exploring the ins and outs of building influence, driving change, and creating champion advocates. It's now time for the Voices in Advocacy podcast with your host, Roger Rickard. Welcome to Season 5 of the Voices in Advocacy podcast. I'm Roger Rickard, President and Founder of Voices in Advocacy, where we work with organizations to inspire, educate, engage, and activate your supporters by turning them into effective, influential advocates. And this is the podcast dedicated to the art of advocacy. This podcast is for the people that work and engage in advocacy efforts for their organizations, be they corporations, associations, trade organizations, and nonprofit cause groups. Now, let's get started. On today's show, we have the privilege to speak with the hog and chicken farmer, Chris Hoffman. Chris owns and operates the Lazy Hog Farm and Lazy Chick Farm. But Mr. Hoffman does more than that. He was elected as the president of the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau in 2022. As president, he also serves as the chairman of the Pennsylvania Friends of Agriculture Foundation, a charitable organization supported by the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. Additionally, Hoffman was elected to the American Farm Bureau Federation Board of Directors earlier this year. In 2015, he was elected by the state's agriculture societies to the Board of Trustees at the Pennsylvania State University, the Commonwealth's land-grant university. He and his wife, Selena, have four children and so far three grandchildren. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome Chris Hoffman to today's show. Welcome, Chris. Well, thank you, Roger, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity of being here uh, on your podcast. And, uh, you know, for me, advocacy is uh, one of the most important things we do as agriculture farmers and and, and organizations. And so uh, everywhere I go, it's all about agriculture. It's all about uh, telling what we do on our farm. Uh, it's the story that really means and makes a difference in uh, in what we have to to talk about and and how we educate. Absolutely well said, and I will tell you that uh, in my experience of working with many different organizations uh, along the way, working with farm bureaus and uh, and particularly working with the uh, Pennsylvania Farm Bureau, you guys do a great job in advocating and getting your people out and about. Before, before we get into too much with the advocacy here, what are some of the advantages of raising a family on a farm? Well, I mean, hey, it's, uh, I'm a little prejudiced to pigs, right? And uh, my grandchildren just love pigs. Uh, but, you know, it, it really teaches uh, uh, our grandchildren and, our, and, and my children that, that, you know, what it is to really be sustainable and to be able to be able to feed yourself and, and to be able to understand how how a business works, right? And then you have acres and acres of land where you get to see more than just agriculture, but you get to see wildlife and you get to see nature at its best. And 
And so uh, I think to me, it's just having having this type of an atmosphere is just so important. I, I was just in WB Saul, which is an agricultural high school in Philadelphia, right? And, and after speaking to their ag science group, they all wanted to know when they could do a field trip to come and, and stay at our farm for a week, right? Because I made it really sound too good, right? It, it was something that they longed and wanted to be a part of. And, and so um, farm children have an advantage. I don't think they appreciated it at the time because they're, they're working probably more than, than the average child. But um, it is a life learn, learning uh, experience that teaches you so much. Uh, and and really is able to uh, help you as you you go through life, and so I think it's a great great opportunity for our, our our children as as they grow up. Well, and I think it creates a great work ethic, uh, and they and they see what what's all behind uh, the scenes that most people have no clue about. Was was farming in your family, or are you a first generation farmer? So I am a first generation farmer. Um, my my father was worked for the power company, and uh, I I I I'm pretty sure that they were a little. Back. I probably invited them for dinner, and I showed a plan for barn I was going to build. Uh, and uh, my mom said to me, "You you want to get dirty every day?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." Yeah, I understand that. So why why is political influence and advocacy important to family farms? Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, everyone knows the statistics that, that we're two and three generations away from the farm, right? And so um, for, for our lawmakers and them to understand what it is that we need or what it is that um, affects us daily on the farm, we have to be front and center. We have to make sure we tell our story and make sure they understand what they're doing and how, um, what laws they pass, what what uh, regulations we're dealing with, how, how it really does affect us and how it affects the food that, that we are producing. And it affects the consumer all the way uh, to every family across Pennsylvania and the United States and the world. So um, it is so, so important that I mean, the submission of what Farm Bureau was started on was was legislative advocacy and and being able to, to make sure that our story is being told. Yeah, and, and so speaking of that, I, I spoke with uh, the chairman of the U.S. House Agriculture Committee, Chairman G.T. Thompson, on my last show, and he said that the committee's biggest priority is getting the 2023 Farm Bill passed. So... Why does the farm bill matter to everyone, not just farmers? Well, so I think it's uh, a lot of people think that the farm bill has to do with only like production agriculture. And the farm bill is is probably much less than production agriculture and a whole lot more about nutrition programs and, 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 and supplements and those types of things that helps every uh, person across the United States. I think the uh, the, the the data that I, I've heard in Pennsylvania, one out of five uh, constituents or people in Pennsylvania receive something from the farm bill, and that's non-farmers. And so when you start thinking about the SNAP programs and you start thinking about the, the supplemental programs, the school programs, uh, 
those programs are super important. Uh, the safety nets for farmers, which is a really, really small portion of it, uh, is also important because as, as we know, we can't control the weather yet. We're working on it. I mean, I keep saying Penn State will figure it out sooner or later, but, uh, but, uh, you know, God's in control. And so we've, we've got to, we got to let that happen where, where it may. But, you know, for me, it's, it's about, uh, having something that, that helps the food, uh, system work, right. And, and whether it's getting food to people who need it or, uh, farmers who are, are going through droughts or devastation. I mean, that's what the farm bill is all about. It's to continue to make sure that, that food is a national security issue, uh, has, has a, a path forward for, um, making sure that, that it's, it's a, it's going to be there for the following year and that, that guys can continue to, to keep farming. So you mentioned that you were just recently in Philadelphia at a uh, at a school and uh, their excitement of that actually wanting to come out into um, see the farm and, and to know a little bit more about what's going on. What are the different ways you have your Pennsylvania Ag Advocates uh, through the Farm Bureau engage with uh, different stakeholders, whether it be policymakers or uh, helping to educate students along the way? So we have many pathways in, in, in the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. And then you had mentioned uh, our Friends of Ag Foundation. Um, and so, uh, you know, thinking about our Friends of Ag Foundation, which is our Farm Bureau's um, educational arm that's nonprofit, and uh, but we have six ag labs that cross the state every year. We do over a hundred thousand students. Uh, that when we take these ag labs to the elementary schools across Pennsylvania, and we do science-based lessons uh, that are accredited by the state, that students get to have firsthand experiments on agriculture. And so just that alone is such an exciting uh, opportunity for, for our, our, our students of Pennsylvania. And then we flip that over and we bring teachers into Penn State once a year and, and we run them through a four or five day uh, course where we teach them ag curriculums that they can take back to their classrooms. Uh, the Summit Elementary School out of Butler just received the National Award for the Ag in the Classroom one of the teachers went back in 2019, so excited about agriculture that flipped the whole elementary school to an all ag elementary school. And so we think about, wow, like, like these are, this is a national recognition now of things that we're doing. Uh, the vice president, Tommy Nagel, yesterday just uh, took the seventh graders from his school. They went out and planted sweet corn. It's a late version of sweet corn that by the time that children come back to school in the fall, they'll be eighth graders. And they're going to actually go out then and pick their own corn, go back to the classroom. They're going to boil it and they're going to eat it. They're going to eat their own. So they've seen it, seen it grown. And now we're going to be able to harvest it and eat it. Right. And so uh, these are the things that we're doing. So we're partnering up with the beef industry, the pork industry, the poultry industry, um, the state uh, educational secretary from Pennsylvania. Uh, we're looking anywhere people want to work with us. Secretary of Agriculture, Russell Redding. 
we're doing many things with him on the advocacy side of being able to tell our story and, and, and those types of things. So whether it's with Penn State, whether it's with Del Val, our, our two ag schools in Pennsylvania, like everywhere we turn, we've got members that are working. We're doing wool road safety. Um, we've got ag literacy reading in the school where we read to over 14,000 students about an ag accurate uh, book. I, I did kindergarten through third grade in my own elementary school, right? So there is so much advocacy going on within the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau that uh, I could go on for, you know, way longer than what you have time for in this show. Well, well, Chris, you make a really valuable point because a lot of people think that advocacy is just dealing with policymakers. And uh, you've just proven out and, and bared the fruit, if you will, of, of the work that you do to help educate different stakeholder groups uh, to the importance of our food supply, where it comes from, how it's grown. Uh, so that was an excellent, excellent example. So how do you recruit Pennsylvania Farm Bureau members to be those grassroots advocates for you? So we, we started a few years ago um, called the Ag Promotion Committee. And the Ag Promotion Committee is, is a, a committee that uh, has representation from all around the state. And then each one of our county farm bureaus has their own uh, Ag Promotion Committee. And so what we do is we, we look for programming that we can, we can kind of put together at the state level, and then we push it out to our counties. And the counties are just excited about having, you know, kind of a hands-on, here it is, uh, here's what you can do, go out and do this. And whether it's for ag careers, uh, whether it's talking about different commodities, uh, we kind of stole this from Michigan Farm Bureau, but we now have our own uh, ag uh, crates that we send out to our schools, which actually has a commodity-driven activity, uh, a book that goes with it. Uh, we do that three times a year. Uh, so uh, recruiting people, once they start seeing the excitement, you know, once you go in and read to an elementary school class about an ag acro book, and the questions and the lights come on, like the, you know, the kids got these, you know, big bright looks in their eyes going, oh my goodness, like this is so cool. Um, it's catchy, right? And so we have members that just, that's all they want to do. Like give us some more stuff to do. And and so uh, the easier we can make it, uh, people have busy lives, we understand that. So we, we have to try to make this as, as easy as possible. And so being able to, uh, get all the materials together and and kind of make a turnkey out of it. And it's working. And uh, we got counties that are just coming up with all kinds of great ideas, right? And we're having more and more farm to table from our county farm bureaus. I think I've got to go speak at four of them this year. Uh, one of them had over 200, 200 people come at, at $150 a plate, right? It's crazy that the people want to be involved in this and and to really understand agriculture. And so uh, to me, it's the success of our members. Our members are are seeing that that engagement, uh, whether it's with our legislators or with its, with uh, elected officials at the county level. So it's great. Excellent, excellent example there. Um, do you have any advocacy 
uh, training programs uh, as it pertains to dealing with the policymakers, where you train your, your members to be even more effective and influential in their advocacy efforts? Yeah, so once a year, um, the Ag Promotion Committee, uh, we call it the task conference, but that we bring in to teach them uh, new skills uh, to help them be better at their jobs of, of communicating, um, giving them more knowledge, giving them more materials. And so we have three groups in, 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 in our Farm Bureau. We have the women's leadership. We have the young, young farmers, which is, we call them young ag professionals. Uh, and then our Ag Promotion Committee. And so we bring everyone in one time a year for training and we try to bring in some, some motivational speakers. Uh, we, we, we go through some training on, on communication and, and, and give them more materials. And, uh, and then we, we have a planning session at the end, right? Because you can do all the training in the world, but if you don't plan for success, uh, we kind of, we, we want to plan for those successes. And so everyone writes out what they want to do and what, what kind of results they want to have. And, and everyone has a different, you know, everyone has a different passion. And uh, so uh, it's exciting because at the end and at the end of the year, and you kind of recap all the things we do and we go, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. Like we've, we've influenced a lot of people. So it's exciting. I, I mean, it's uh, being the president. Uh, I get to take credit for it all, but it's not me, right? It's 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 the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau, and it's our members. The members are are the passionate group that really make it happen. Well, I and I can hear the passion in your voice, and I'm sure that our uh, listeners will be able to hear the same there. And you pointed out a great thing there, where you talked about creating the roadmap for them. Uh, then uh, at, at the end of that, and uh, you and I first met. When I was in uh, speaking uh, to the Pennsylvania uh, Young Ag Professionals uh, this year, and what a great and exciting group, ask a lot of great questions, have a lot of passion towards it, and uh, the fruits of your labor are really uh, bearing, bearing out with that. What is the uh, first word that comes to mind when you think of the word advocacy? Storytelling. I think that to me, that's what that's what uh, makes you uh, real to people's lives, right? They know what you're going through. You tell them your story, and uh, and that's that's really the important part of people understanding what it is that the successes as well as the 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 difficulties of life, right? And and so you have to tell both sides. If you always tell the rosy side, which I'm a positive guy, but you got to sometimes show where 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 help is needed, and and you know I, I think think about the you know just the mental health side of agriculture right now. I'm I'm really concerned about that. Yeah, I I, I can imagine. Uh, so for you personally, what are the biggest challenges in you balancing running your farm, taking care of your family? And then all the work that you do on behalf of the Farm Bureau, both at the state level and then nationally being on the uh, American Farm Bureau Federation uh, Board of Directors. It's time management. Time management is sometimes the toughest thing because you never know what happened overnight, <laughs> right? That you're going to have to deal with. It wasn't in your plans for today, right? 
because as I'm sure you have a calendar that has everything scheduled, I have a calendar too. And then something happens overnight that kind of uh, explodes everything, right? Just, just creates the, uh, and so uh, that is probably the toughest part of my job is, is, is trying to manage the time, trying to be able to make sure that, that, that uh, you have a balanced life and being able to take care of the farm. Uh, I've got a great crew here. I've got a great uh, uh, group of people who work for us, family as well as non-family alike. And, and so I rely on them super heavy. I can't say enough about my crew uh, that, that, that work here at Lazy Hog Farm, Lazy Chick Farm, and, and the things that they do. Uh, but it, it really is, uh, it is sometimes really difficult to, to try to manage everything and uh, try to keep it going. But I got a great staff at the Farm Bureau that help, right? Uh, I, I, I try to rely on a lot of people. I know I can't do it myself. Uh, and so having those people around me, right, that that are, are working shoulder to shoulder, side by side, that's how we get the job done. And, and, and so that's that's the important part is, is a team effort. So that makes me think, uh, what is the best professional tip you've ever received in your career? Best professional tip. Well, I would think that the, probably the best professional tip is is uh, um, find people who are better than you are and put them to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always a, a a great system to have in place. Is to is to make sure that uh, you bring others that can elevate the uh, the entire organization. Uh, Chris, this has been great. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or anything you'd love to add here? Well, hey, we are always looking for new members of the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau, right? So members of our county Farm Bureau become members of the state Farm Bureau and members of the American Farm Bureau. So uh, you get all that for one money, right? So, uh, but uh, we would love to have more people in, in, in telling the story, even if you're a consumer right? You can tell the story of food, right? And, and what it means to you. And, and so as our organization embraces everybody, uh, no matter what walk of life you are, uh, if you're into the raising of food and, and food security, um, go, to the, go to our Farm Bureau website, the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau, it's www.pfb.com. And, uh, you know, you, you can, can sign on, you'll become a member of the county you live in or you can pick a county uh, if there's a county you like. I'm a member of the, the, the Maryland Farm Bureau, and I pick the county I like uh, because I like Deep Creek Lake. So uh, I'm a member of Garrett County, right? So, uh, But you can pick, a, pick a, a, a county and become a member and become involved, right? Uh, the more voices we have, uh, the more opportunities we are to, uh, to be able to tell our story and, and change the lives and the and, and, and where the where we're heading in, in Pennsylvania uh, for agriculture. So uh, uh, it's an honor to be the president and and to be a part of such a great organization and all the things that we're doing. Uh, it's just uh, it's really a proud proud moment for us. Well, uh, what a what a great recap and reminding all of us that we're all a part of agriculture because uh, we are the consumers and that we all need everything that you folks do and do so very well 
to uh, to sustain all of us. And we uh, appreciate that and we thank you. And with that, that's a wrap up of today's fantastic conversation with Chris Hoffman, farmer and president of the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. Thank you, Chris, for being on the show today. Thank you. Let's face it, today's advocacy arena is just plain noisy. Organizations are stretched. You need every advantage to make sure your issue gets the attention it deserves and your voice heard. The RAP Index is the best way to do just that by finding your stakeholders' relationships and engagement power. Get past the noise. Know who your people know. Go to rapindex.com. That's R-A-P-Index.com and tell them Roger sent you for a special offer. If you like today's podcast, head over to where you find your podcasts and subscribe to the Voices in Advocacy podcast. A big thank you to today's guest. I appreciate your time and the unwavering passion for advocacy you have. Well, that's it for this episode of Voices in Advocacy. Remember, you have the power to be an effective, influential advocate. Now go out and make it a better world. We hope you enjoyed today's Voices in Advocacy podcast and look forward to you joining us again next week. To learn more about Voices in Advocacy, go to our website, voicesinadvocacy.com.